TheRockZone.com. Now, it's time for Scott Weinberg on the Law, featuring renowned attorney Scott Weinberg, along with guest experts and some of the best attorneys in the country, sharing what you need to know to protect your legal rights. Scott Weinberg on the Law is produced by CBS Radio and TalkZone.com. Now, here's your host, Scott Weinberg. Good morning, America. It's like a little cloudy this morning. But we are here to talk about all your rights, everything going on in the legal community here in the beautiful state of Michigan, outside of Detroit. The major thing going on, obviously, in this uh, is this state is always the economy, but how it affects, really how it affects all the individuals here. We're going to get to uh, a couple interviews today, but one of which is, is Rabbi Pinson that runs the... Uh, he runs the Friendship House, trying to really help everybody who has any kind of substance abuse problems, any kind of uh, mental health problems, but really trying to deal with family situations here in Detroit. So we'll uh, hopefully be able to get him on the line and talk to him. And you might even get the infamous Jeffrey Figer on the line, talk about what's going on in his life and in the community, but also his new movie uh, that depicts him and, of course, Dr. Jack Kevorkian. See if we can't uh, get him on the uh, get him on the line. We all know that Sam Riddle's out of jail after three days. That's unbelievable. Of course, Sam Riddle, he's still refusing to take any kind of plea deal in the uh, Riddle case. And as the uh, Free Press will tell you, now will be allowed to speak with his former girlfriend, even though there are restrictions. You know, one of the things on any kind of assault or domestic violence case, they at least most of the time they'll have. You can't have any contact. No contact, no third-party contacts. Here, he was supposedly texting his old uh, his old girlfriend or his old um, uh, significant other, Mary Waters. And then they just, they violate him, put him in jail, of course, take pictures of him in his jailhouse blues. And then after three days, boom, he's back out. And I don't know whether or not they have any kind of further restrictions on it, but he can now have contact with her. He can basically um, have what it basically is called free reign, which is really a no-contact order lifted, allowing him to discuss many different matters and many things that happen in these cases, especially perhaps in this, is the complainant doesn't want to go forward with it. The prosecutor does, and if that's the case here, it just creates huge havoc with the prosecutor's office and the victim's rights unit. So we'll follow that closely with what's going on with, uh, with Sam Riddle. But, you know, the thing that really just caught my eye in, the, in what happened this week was that case out of uh, Battle Creek from years ago that Tom Cress has been in prison for, what is that now, the 25, over 25 years, 25 years, Tom Cress was convicted of raping and battering a Battle Creek teenager, leaving her body in a trash-filled ravine back in 1985. And, of course, the case has been going on for many, many years, where now they might overturn it, saying that because of the evidence, it was improperly gained and then not preserved. Since then, this case has been argued through the state and federal courts, really in just a bewildering history of lost and destroyed evidence. And even though there was a confession from an Arkansas killer, 
there's been, this is who's been involved in this. The U.S. Senator, Senator uh, uh, Levin, they're getting Jennifer Granholm's office involved and prosecutors, so they are trying to get him out. They're trying to commute his sentence. But, of course, the prosecutors, as typical prosecutor, says that, no, we don't want him to go free. Yes, there might have been some issues back when he was convicted, but we want him to stay in. So now there's a bid for his release before the board, the, obviously that advises the governor, on whether or not his, uh, his situation should be overturned. And I really want to get to the crux of that, because we have, any time you have anybody convicted, at trial. Obviously, they have a right to appeal. And different rules apply in different years, but basically, you get convicted at trial, you get a right to appeal, and it can go through different uh, levels of government. It can go through the Court of Appeals, and then eventually the Supreme Court. If there's constitutional issues, it can go to the Supreme Court. But when you have, in like in this case, you have potentially tainted evidence, or not even a lot of evidence, but the evidence that came in that was tainted or not preserved for that appeal, it creates huge, it creates huge havoc. And that's one of the things that, uh, that our court system is dealing with right now is what do you do with a guy who's sitting in prison for a quarter of a century and he might be innocent? In this case, they had a, uh, um, they had the detectives that were involved that came back, Battle Creek detectives, now retired, and they themselves, they were involved in the case, they themselves think that there's no way that he did it. They are quoted saying, there's no way that Tom Kress killed Patty Rosansky, who's, of course, the victim in the case. And he's one of the, deti- the retired detectives. So what happened was they got the University of Michigan Law School Innocence Project involved. Go blue. Thank you very much. And on March 15th, the attorneys for the Innocence Project tried to convince the state parole communicate, uh, commu- commutations board and send a message, basically, to Jennifer Granholm, let this guy go. The board will have to decide whether to recommend to the governor who, who will make the final decision. So the clinic argues, and this is one of the main things you really ever want to uh, think about when you're thinking, okay, someone's convicted, should we ever let them go based on any kind of evidence that you find in the future? And they argue that he was convicted on dubious testimony, meaning basically the testimony was either coerced or just flat-out lies that were presented to the jury. The physical evidence that might have cleared him in this case was lost. Conveniently, of course, but it was lost. So what do you do now? You've got a guy sitting for a quarter century. The testimony might have been wrong or just flat out lies. The evidence that could help this guy over all these many years is destroyed. And there's other evidence that not only was just lost, but destroyed by the prosecutor. So what do you do with it? How do you, as a governor now, look at it and say, well, we got the victim's family on one side that, and prosecutors that feel he should stay in. And then you get another side where you've got a senator, you've got the uh, respected clinic that's presenting all the evidence, and you've got admitted evidence that was lost. You've got testimony that the only person involved in this has already died in prison, so what do you do with it? Well, the Calhoun County prosecutor and one of her further assistants in the family, of course, are arguing to keep this guy in. The turmoil re- 
is reflected also in the Attorney General's office, who says that because of the complexity of the case, that they feel that they'll even concede because of this evidence being lost, because of what happened with the attorney back then, that they'll concede that this defendant, Cress, might be innocent. So I don't know whether or not any of you are just incensed about this, but I am. Not on both sides. How can we lock up someone for so long and not know whether or not it's really true that we should have them in there. This is even before DNA evidence was even used. This is in the early 80s. They didn't even, they weren't even dealing with that. It was way too expensive, way too complicated to be dealing with DNA evidence. This is basically uh, a conviction on testimony and now lost evidence. So if you want to get involved in this discussion, I encourage you to call 248-851-1270, 248-851-1270. And now that uh, Cress is 53 years old, obviously he's a completely different man, but, you know, like anything else, listen, if the guy did it, of course, and there was a proper conviction, he should spend the rest of his life in prison. I'm not arguing that he shouldn't. But if he didn't do it, or if they can't come up with the evidence to show that that evidence back then was even legitimate and preserved, then I don't know, maybe we should let him go. But that's up to, obviously, the governor, and hopefully that uh, she'll make the right decision. So we'll uh, we'll talk about that and some other issues. Hopefully get uh, Mr. Feiger on the phone and listen to the rabbi here on uh, Weinberg on the Law, 1270 WXYT. Have you or a loved one been arrested or charged with a crime? Do you want to stay out of jail and try to keep your record clean? Then you need the attorneys from Weinberg Law at 1-800-7100-LAW. And if you call right now, they can qualify you for a payment plan designed just for you. That's right, an affordable top criminal law firm. Call 1-800-7100-LAW. Stay out of jail, keep your record clean, and qualify for payment plans. Call now, 1-800-710-0529. That's 1-800-7100-LAW.